President Joe Biden is in Poland. Faith Abube, ABC News, is with us from the nation's capital. Good afternoon, Faith. Hey, good afternoon to you. So the president wrapping up remarks in Warsaw. Tell us, let's start with an overview, the purpose of the president's meeting to Poland. Yeah, so of course the president, um, you know, has been in in the area for a while, um, you know, starting with that unannounced visit to Ukraine. And he continued that message of this unwavering support that he says the U.S. uh, has for Ukraine. And basically we're in it for the long haul. And so the speech was more a rallying cry for NATO allies, you know, before uh, the president delivered his remarks. Um, the administration billed this as vintage Biden, uh, essentially saying that, you know, President Biden would be talking about big ideas of freedom and democracy that he's been passionate about all his career in politics. And that's what we heard. He even called out Putin multiple times during that speech, saying that Kiev stands strong a year later and that Putin's war in Ukraine is failing. Uh, and he says that a year later, autocracies are weaker, democracies are stronger. He says there were questions early on whether NATO could actually rally support amongst its members and stand with Ukraine for this long. And a year later, their resolve and commitment to Ukraine is stronger than ever. Uh, again, this sounded more like a, a victory speech at times, but there were some sobering moments where the president acknowledged that really the end of the war is not clear uh, and that this could go on for quite quite a while and that he needs the support of all uh, NATO allies, all of them together, standing strong to make sure that the threat that Russia poses um, it doesn't go any further than it has and that they are able to stamp it out. Uh, at the end of the day, this was as much a message for the NATO allies as it was for the American public as well. Um, polls have been showing domestically the support for the war has been waning and that all this money and aid that we've been sending to Ukraine, a lot of people aren't happy about that. And so the president uh, made sure to talk about how this is bigger than just one country. It's not just about Ukraine. It's about security being under threat, democracy being under threat. What we didn't hear today, though, were any details about a plan for negotiations, uh, perhaps an off-ramp for this war. Uh, There were no specific details, no specific proposals or blueprint about where we go from here. This was more of a big picture speech. Faith, he's the first U.S. president to travel to a war zone, an active war zone where U.S. troops are not involved. What is the significance of that? I mean, it's really significant. When you think about just how all of this came about, right, after months of months of secret, secretly planning this, um, this happening in the wee hours of the morning, um, the president using a smaller plane than he would during a situation like this, uh, then getting on a plane, riding on a, a, a train for 10 hours to get to Kiev, uh, air raid sirens, you know, blasting while he was still there. Very remarkable. As you said, no U.S. president in modern times has been in a, an active war zone where we don't have troops on the ground. So this is uh, very significant. And you can see the uh, how pumped President Biden was that he was able to go into that war zone and look at Kiev, uh, a Kiev that you know, Russia was trying to actually take over about a year ago. And now in a situation where it allowed you know President Biden to actually go there and visit with the the president there. So this is remarkable, uh, very significant. Of course, it took months and months of del- delicate planning, and it was just logistically complicated, according to White House officials. ABC's Faith Abube is with us from Washington. I want to kind of ask you a congressional question. So Vladimir Zelensky once again pressing the president for increased military assets. Specifically, he wants fighter jets sent to the Ukraine. He's asked repeatedly for that. 
Members of Congress have kind of been reluctant to make that commitment. The president hasn't made that commitment. Is there an update? Is there pressure that President Biden feels when meeting with the Ukrainian president to provide updated assets? I mean, there's certainly pressure coming from Ukraine. Um, you know, the Ukrainian president has been, uh, has been uh, relentless in asking for fighter jets. He, he wants more weapons. He wants the fighter jets. Uh, and that is something he's been asking for over and over again. Again, as you mentioned, the administration hasn't seemed to budge in that direction yet. But you have people like Lindsey Graham, you know, advocating on behalf of um, Ukraine, saying that, you know, if we think it's important for the president to head over to Ukraine and make this surprise visit, that it should be important enough to give them the the assistance and resources that they need. So there is pressure growing, not just from Ukraine and Ukraine's president, but also you saw Lindsey Graham also uh, pushing for that. And a few members of Congress have pushed for that as well. So we'll see whether there'll be widespread support for the as this war continues on. But as of this moment, we have no indication that the administration plans to send those fighter jets. And Faith, as you were mentioning, that doesn't seem to be a a longer term plan. Is there any sense of urgency other than on behalf of uh, President Zelensky of Ukraine, obviously, but certainly doesn't sound like the way Vladimir Putin is speaking, kind of blaming everybody else. It's like, hey, we're just, you know, it's not our fault. Is there any sense of urgency to this, or does this seem like this really could just drag on? I mean, there's a growing wrinkle that's coming into play here. You have China that's increasingly uh, trying to get involved in in this conflict. Um, They've been calling for a way for peace, uh, a peace initiative. They're saying that they're preparing uh, maybe on, on February 24th. They plan to unveil what they're calling a peace initiative basically asking for Germany, Italy, and France to join them in trying to push for peace and negotiations. We don't know at this point whether they'll be able to offer anything to Russia for Russia to back off of Ukraine at this point. But you have this growing tension between the U.S. and China uh, with you know, Secretary of State Antony Blinken um, you know, warning China that if it's considering uh, giving Russia lethal aid, it should reconsider because there could be consequences. So, uh, you know, there is pressure for something to happen at this point. Uh, it seems like the Biden administration believes that um, this war will go on for quite a while based on what they're seeing. Uh, it, they just haven't put a timeline on it just yet. ABC's Faith Abube in Washington. Thank you so much, Faith. Thank you, guys.